Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. We'll have two senior guards that are really experienced in Javante Smart and Skylar Mays. Um, they have a great freshman in, in Waterford who's really difficult matchup. Uh, Days is a difficult matchup because he can knock down threes and he killed us on the glass. He might have had more rebounds than our whole team. And then Williams is fantastic player with his second jump and his reaction to loose balls. I mean, this is, uh, in my opinion, it's one of the most talented teams in the entire country. Hmm. Well, there you go. That is Eric Musselman. We welcome you in. It's senior night in Fayetteville as uh, you hear senior guard talk, and Musselman's talking about LSU's guys, not Arkansas's seniors. But... Um, we welcome you in, Big Joe Klein in the house, and an opportunity for Arkansas to, I don't know what they're playing for exactly at this point, certainly to stay in the NIT relevance and maybe to hold on to their very, very, very tiny, tiny, tiny slim hopes of sneaking in with a big run in the SEC tournament and in the NCAA tournament. But anywho, there you go. We're going to watch it tonight. It should be fun. 6 o'clock tip, 5.30 pregame on the buzz. I found it in- interesting this morning, uh, John Rosting. You remember we had him on the show yeah. before the season started. He tweeted out games to watch with bubble implications, and he mentioned Arkansas. So, at least for some people out there, Arkansas is still in the conversation. While they may be on the edge of the conversation for some, they are still getting the thought, at least from John yeah. Rothstein, that they need to win well, tonight. Get, yeah, you get the total resume, and then you look at teams who are playing well now, and there's a few things here going on. Um, we've got Texas on a run now, which is a team that we all wrote off a long time ago. They're NAT at 59. They knocked off Oklahoma. They have won five straight games. Not a team I've been thinking about, and I think, think they're probably still on the outside looking in because of the struggles early on. Purdue snapped a four-game losing streak, beat Indiana at home on Saturday. Then they went to Iowa City, knocked off Iowa. That was their fifth quad one win, so they're building a little bit of a resume, and they've certainly got a reputation. Rutgers got a big win over the weekend, knocked off Maryland at home. Uh, biggest win for the SEC last night would have been Tennessee, obviously, with the win over Kentucky. And South Carolina got a good win. Alabama took a bad loss last mm. night. So a lot of maneuvering and shifting at this point in the year. You remember what you and I discussed about the 8-9 uh, matchup for the Razorbacks? And can they move out of that 10 spot and try to get that 8-9? Well, Alabama losing to Vanderbilt last night. You know, I saw when Tennessee won, I was like, Oh, well, that messes up Arkansas's chances. Tennessee's no longer a threat or no longer a possibility, you know, for Arkansas to catch. Well, with Alabama losing to Vanderbilt, if they go to Missouri and lose and Arkansas wins out, Arkansas is above Alabama because they own the tiebreaker. So that possibility is still alive. And plus, you still have A&M playing Auburn tonight. If they lose to Auburn and then Arkansas beats A&M, those three teams under this scenario would be tied at 8 and 10, and Arkansas would move out of that 10 spot into the 8 9 matchup playing Thursday early during the zone. Yeah, I mean, I quit watching that Tennessee game last night. I did too. I, I, mean, I watched, I watched, uh, I watched uh, South Carolina and uh, Mississippi State, which was a pretty good game for the most part. And then, uh, and then I started kind of going back and forth. I was watching Vanderbilt because I have them on Saturday, and then uh, was really intrigued by how they were hanging around, but I kept waiting for that. I, I, you know, I'm a Vanderbilt alum now. I mean, I've done so many of their games, so I'm <laughs> – A doctorate. I, I'm getting – I've got an honorary doctorate from Vanderbilt, so 
You know, waiting well, that's for my, why, That's waiting the way for any the, of us would get a degree from Vandy yeah, is you, honorary, you got, Joe. Well, you got that right. <laughs> and uh, waiting for my Commodore Foundation letter to come in the, come in the mail. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Stackhouse hitting you up for yeah, some, yeah. some hey, support and some money. you around here a lot lately. Uh, you a big Commodore fan? Oh, yeah. oh, heck yeah, man. I love the Commodore. But, Corky's over there <laughs> supplying the team. Yeah. But, I, I mean, you know. Just sit. I'm, you know, I was sitting there going, "I've seen this before." You know, I've seen them hang around and play good, and and I just sat there, kind of waiting for it to crumble. So I'd go back to the Kentucky game, and when it got fifty-one thirty-four, I was like, "All right, I checked out of that one." And I got up this morning and uh, read the paper. I thought I was like, you know, stupid dim gas. I was gonna call Wally. I was like, they they put the wrong score in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just I was like. And then I went, you know, to the SEC network, and it was like they were all over it. And so I was like, well, should have should have hung in there a little longer with that game. With the elections last night, I was I was busy up at the TV oh, station, I and and I got in bed last night. I was like, Let me check and see what happened around the SEC. Uh, besides the Kentucky Tennessee game, I had that on, and I saw the comeback, and I quit paying attention to it. But I saw the anyway. Long story short, I went back and looked at the scores, and I was amazed at some of the things that I saw last night well, score wise. And I was, you know, before before the uh, all the SEC stuff, I was watching Penn State, Michigan State, and Penn State was crushing them by like twenty two in the first half. They were up seventeen at halftime, and so I went, you know, quit watching that one too, and. Michigan State comes back and beats them. So why, I mean, why yeah. do you think that is? We've seen that all season long, more than any other season I can remember. These big comebacks from big three, deficits. So many teams are geared and depend on the three point line, and when the three point line is good, it's really good. And when it's bad, you can. It's like Alabama last night. They want to push the pace and they want to shoot threes. Well, you start missing three or four in a row in a span of 20, 25 seconds, you know, getting five seconds, six seconds of possession, and you keep turning that ball back over to a Vanderbilt team and they come down and score or hit a three, I mean, it can, you know, the tide can go flip-flop in a matter of seconds. And so, I mean, I just think it's – I think it's a lot to do with so many teams are dependent on, on shooting and three-point shooting because you get an extra point for a reason. It's a it's a harder shot, and so when it's when it's going, it's it's great, and when it's not, it's painful. Well, she mentioned um, Arkansas having to you know hope that Alabama loses because of, because of the tiebreaker situation. Mm-hmm. You have to count on Missouri to get the job done after watching Vandy knock That's them off. That's my game this week. Most... I'll go up there. I'll... Is that right? What do I need to do? That'd be a wild, so wildly to... unlikely game. Well, Arkansas has got to take care of their business first, Joe. I mean, they've got okay. to win two games, which. Neither one of which we know are gimmies. Tough game tonight at home with LSU, and then they got to go to AM, team that's playing better. I, you know, of course, AM's in a you know potential for that that eight nine spot as well. Wes and I are pulling for the eight nine slot, Joe, because if All Arkansas right, gets yeah. in there, that means we get off early on Thursday. <laughs> so that's all we care about. Understandable. Uh, it's about us, Joe. Hey, you know, this just hey. in. It's about us. That hey. hashtag. It's about us. I hear you. Well, if but, Arkansas's uh, in the eight nine spot, Justin, that's good for Arkansas, oh, and that's no good doubt. for Razorback fans. No, no doubt. There you go, and it's good for them too. So anyway, A and M's got to lose twice, right? And so A and M has Auburn tonight. So mm-hmm. certainly that's a highly likely game to lose. But who knows in this wacky no. world of college basketball? That'd be that'd be pretty cool. I mean, if it, it I mean, if it, if Arkansas could win tonight and everything sets up, and you have a kind of a winner take all on Saturday. I mean, that would, with Arkansas and A&M, that would be kind of, you know, I don't know what time the games, I know Missouri and Alabama play earlier in the day, 
So I don't know what Arkansas is at three thirty. Yeah, so they would be following. So they would know. They would know out what Alabama has done, and uh, that would that would make it really, really, uh, you know, kind of intriguing. Everything yeah. on the table. Well, and I I don't know what the tiebreaker would be between Alabama and A and M under the scenario they all finish uh, at eight and ten, but. Uh, there's a chance Arkansas would turn around and play A and M in the first round of the tournament. Well, I mean, if Ar- Arkansas has to win these two, so yes. if they were if they did that in Alabama loss, they would own both tiebreakers. Yes, so, Arkansas would. I but, don't. But I mean, they, between oh. Alabama and A and M, who would be the nine oh. and who would be the ten? That's, I don't yeah, know. don't know. Well, first things first. You yeah. said you got to win tonight, and with LSU coming to town, we remember what happened the last time with rebounding and M- Musselman. He he kind of. He was frustrated with his big men and all the fouls that they're doing. He said they they've 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 presented them with a, a sheet that shows them all of their fouls and where they rank in the nation in fouling per minute. He's shown them video clips. He'll send each individual player video clips of their fouls, saying, "Look at what you're doing. Why are you getting these careless, needless fouls?" And he he sounded a little frustrating with the foul. Oh, he is frustrated. <laughs> You can show them statistics on paper. So I think if you show them stats on paper, where you rank nationally, where you rank fouls per minute in the league, here's where you're getting your fouls. You hope some it somewhat becomes correctable. And through, I guess, because we continue to foul at an incredibly high rate between Adrio, Reggie, and Ethan on a nightly basis. It not only gets them out of the game, but what it does, it ends up getting the other team in the bonus quickly, well, and they're, yeah. they're, they're li- making a living on the free throw line. And, and then watching those guys, I mean, so much of getting in foul trouble over my years in basketball is positioning. Usually hmm. you are – you if your feet aren't in the right place, your hands try to make up for it. And once you, once you in this day and age of college basketball, you start, you know, extending a forearm or – extending a hand to somebody to try to catch up because you're out of position, I mean, they're going to call it. And I, I see so many of our fouls just, you know, not, not being in position, not being at the midline, not being towards the ball, not, you know, trying to catch up, and that always ends up in a foul. I'm ringing the bell for Joe because that's the SEC analyst coming out in him. Coach Musselman in that clip went on to say the fouling is happening because they're not in the right place before they, they – it happens in the very beginning. They're not right. in the right position, and by the time their man gets the ball, they're out of position and they, they have no, no choice but to foul. Right. You're trying to catch up, and you do that with your hands because, you know, you can't get there with your feet. Yeah, despite the rebounding issues first time around, was a heck of a game, if you remember correctly, other than, you yeah. know, days being a man among boys it looked like in there. But uh, they had their chances even with all the issues. So, and now this time at home and – Arkansas is a slight favorite. Wes, we about nailed it. I think a two-point line, or at least that's what it opened at for Arkansas LSU today. Well, you about nailed it. That's that's your forte, man. You're you're a very very good at that. And if something like happens it. here at the Buzz, you need to go to Vegas and work for the casino setting odds because you nail it just about ninety percent of the time. You like that? Maybe I, you like that line. That? You like that line, Justin. Hell no. I just think that's what it would be. No, the, the, I wouldn't bet Arkansas for all the money in the world. I don't care if they were getting 10 tonight. I think they could win by 25, and I think they could lose by 7. I mean, I you know, yep. who knows with this team. Yeah. But they're fun what to watch every week. I'll give them that. What yeah. you know about this team is if you're betting, 
at the casino, you bet the over because well, now I think they're 12 and 1 in their last 13 games going over. Right. Tonight's total is high, but these two teams score a lot of points. LSU's very good offensively, but they're a lot like Georgia. They, they don't care about defense that much. They're going to try to outscore you. I think the line is like 155, somewhere like that, 156. It wouldn't surprise me if one of these teams, or if not both, are in the 80s tonight. Well, and my thing is, if, if you bet on Arkansas, make sure you're at the bar and you open a tab. Because <laughs> <laughs> and then buckle up, because you're going to be down yeah. 14, then you're going to be up eight, then you're going to be down 12, and then you're going to be back up six, and then you're going to be down seven with three minutes to go, and you're going to go, oh hell, we can't win. You're going to go, oh crap, we just hit a three, we're up one, you know, and just so. So buckle up, the, get your get your drink. K, buckle up and K L E I N E Joseph. That's my tab. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're going to be celebrating with some drinks, and then you're going to be drinking because you're oh, depressed, you're, and then you're, you're know, celebrating you're be, again. Well, what Jim Valvano say? You know, have your emotions uh, moved to t- laughter and tears every day. Bet bet Arkansas and sit at the bar. That's that's what you, that's what you're gonna. Have. Justin, this is interesting. The line opened at three, and it's sticking at three at most casinos. At a couple, it's gone down to two and a half. But the over under that we were just discussing, it started at one fifty six. It has gone down. It's at one fifty four at several casinos. At one fifty three and a half at others. Yeah, Joe, and, and the other part of that thing from Valvano was think, and it's, <laughs> I think Arkansas is going to win. I think Arkansas is going to lose. I think I must be on crack for betting on Arkansas. That's how I think when I watch an Arkansas game. Oh, and, and do your third, do you have a, third or fourth drink? You'll you'll be okay, man. Do you have a bar night or an, uh, a, like a, a night of drinking with a buddy that is associated with a particular sporting event? One of my favorite nights of all time. One of the most stressful, fun nights of my life, and it actually involved Bill Bick, Bill Vickery, which is the most surprising part of the story. Was the seven overtime game? We were sitting at Grumpy's. And I think we went about a pint per overtime. So, needless <laughs> to say, with us drinking in the regulation as well, it was a long night. Oh, but my, that was one of the most fun easy. bar nights I've ever had. No, I minus the 94 championship game. We were in the Portland Marriott, uh, and uh, we were in the bar, me, Marley, and Barkley, watching the championship game. And we were getting after it. <laughs> were they rooting? Were they rooting no, for they the were, Arkansas they for were you? Just, they were haters. They were killing me. <laughs> Shocker. But I, hey, I got I got over on the end. Made a little money too. It was it was good good night. Oh really? Yeah. Look at you. No, they were you know. Well, Char- how you many know, points Charles, were you catching you know, that game? No, it was win or lose. There were no points, and you know Charles, you know y'all ain't beating Duke, and I was like, all right, well, what you got? Who was favored in that game back then? Boy, that's a great question. I kind of think Duke just because of the name recognition, but I don't know. Yeah, I would think Duke because it was Arkansas's really first time being there. Yeah. So. Did you did you tell Marley, hey, call me when uh, Central Michigan makes it to the NCAA title game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or back then, or Auburn. I mean, or, I was or like, Auburn. Yeah, right? As I look over him and go, yeah, Auburn basketball. Yeah, that's 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 really going somewhere. <laughs> I can't use that one anymore. That's you know, that that, that doesn't it's, work. Um, we are 15 minutes or so into the show. We have not talked about what happened yesterday in Fayetteville. Had nothing to do with basketball. And in light of all the things going on in the world, you know, coronavirus, the tragedy in Nashville and everything else that goes on in the world, it really is not a huge deal. But if you're a Razorback baseball fan, yesterday was very disappointing after a tough weekend. And so, Wes, it will lead us to our question of the day. March. Yeah. It's the first uh, week of March. Well, that, we know I'm what Joe's you. answer is, the zone question of the day, because I saw it on social media all weekend and again yesterday. 
uh, baseball fans. Now, let me say this. Razorback fans are freaking out. So the zone question of the day, are you worried about this Razorback baseball team? And I'll put a couple of options, yes, or no, it's too early, or not yet, something like that. But I, And let me just say this, and we'll play some from clips from Coach Van Horn. Listening to him after, I was a little concerned because this is now four losses in a row. Uh, the, the fact is, though, this Illinois State team is, is good. Uh, they're older. Last year they pushed Louisville to the final game of the regionals. This was a regional team last year, and they have a lot of seniors. They lost some key players off of that team, but they're still a good team. Um, they had a bad record coming in here, but they've played every single game on the road. They haven't been home because they're in Illinois. It's too cold to play baseball, so they're on this lengthy road trip. And, and listening to Van Horn, he, he pointed out the closer for Illinois State last night was their ace, their Friday night pitcher. They, it meant that much to them that they brought in their Friday night starter to close out the game against Arkansas. Do you think in uh, any circumstance Connor Nolan would have pitched last night? No, 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 no. No, it's it's a midweek game. Now, Arkansas used a lot of their bullpen, some key guys, and they got hit yesterday, so that is concerning. The bullpen was great over the weekend. It was the starters who had issues over the weekend in the fielding. The fielding was better. Um, no errors yesterday. They had a lot of pass balls, but they were playing their backup catcher. They played their backup right fielder. Here's the disappointing thing. All the guys left on base. This is a – when you lose a one-run game, and this is the third one-run game in a row that they've lost, it's little things. And you can point to so many things during this game that cost them one run. Or they left a guy on third base. They left guys on second base. They had opportunities to take the lead. They left guys on base. Play here. A pitch here. And you win that game. And so almost everybody on this team can point to something they did. I mean, Casey Martin had a hell – hey, welcome back to Casey five, Martin. Yeah. But his his one at bat where he didn't get a hit, first and second, nobody out. They asked him to bunt. He fouled off two bunts. The third pitch was a curveball in the dirt. He swung and missed. That was his one bat at bat, and it came with first and second and nobody out. And Van Horn was trying to get him to bunt the runners over to second and third. I think in the long run, I mean, we have a great coach. We have talent. I think this is – I think it's never good to lose. I'm not going to say that. But this is a good – you know, everybody's been patting them on the back and you're top five in the country and everything. And from a coaching standpoint, again, you don't, you don't want this. But if you're going to have it, now is the perfect time because you can – you can get people's attention right now and you can you can hone in on you better get to work you better come focused everybody's coming you know all blah 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 and you with a good team which is what I think I ha- we have and a good t- and good talent I think it's going to resonate to be really good and going forward in the future it's over season's over Joe just <laughs> chalk it up it's done well I think Joe hit on it too you see the talent on this team you know they're good we know the head coach is as good as it gets. Yeah. Uh, we're very comfortable and confident in his assistant need, coaches need that they're going to get it done. Need a little edge. Yeah, I think this will give them a little little chip that they need. It, it, when you lose that coach, when he says something, it, yeah. it resonates a little bit louder. Right. When you're winning and the coach is saying something, you, you almost block it out. Oh, we, we're good, coach. We we're good. It. Yeah, we're, we're we fine. Yeah. But uh, I think this team is, is going to be fine. And, and it's baseball. I hate when people say that. But they're in a slump right now, yeah. honestly. They're just not playing well. It's pitching, fielding, and hitting, all three combined. I mean, and they're losing by one run. Just it, think if they, were, if they were pitching. If they were hitting, they're going to be blowing teams out. They'll be fine. It's, a li- it's still it's early. The, it's the little things. It's, and, again, you know, going back to Vanderbilt, I watched them against Ole Miss on Saturday. If you'd have told me 
that they were going to go to Alabama and beat Alabama, I'd have told you, you know, <laughs> put down the pipe. You know, it's not legal in Arkansas yet. So, but I mean, they started making shots. And I mean, you hear it over and over again. You want to break all this stuff down, but they start making shots. Arkansas starts getting timely hitting, a hit here, a hit there. All of a sudden, four losses in a row turns into eight wins in a row, and everybody's heeing and hawing and hooming and banging and wagging and whatever they do. At the at the bar, at the bar, right right betting on them. The over, the under. I'll give it jock jock strap. The uh, <laughs> midweek games are not supposed to take four freaking hours. That's for dang sure. Now that it missed like yeah. seven guys last yeah. night. That was part of the problem. That's you cannot. That's you cannot the bad have four thing hour about midweek baseball. games. That's, Stop it. That's the bad thing about baseball. Yeah. Well, it cut into my friends on the wild side last night. I was very disappointed. But I stayed <laughs> tuned and listened to them afterwards. Uh, Joe, real quick before we hit the break, and you don't have to go into specifics, but. You know how baseball guys break a break a bad streak. Basketball guys, same same anecdote or same anecdote, same antidote. Well, I mean, if you're a worker like I was and like Marley was, sometimes you got to take Something a night I'm off. I'm talking about Joe. <laughs> sometimes you got to take a night off from working too hard on basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> you have a couple cocktails at the bar. Okay, maybe meet a nice gal. Um, as long as you're not married, of course. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, leave me yeah. out of that one. <laughs> yeah. It's the, well, I don't mean for you, but you had a lot of guys you played with, so I don't know. Um, I mean, I, uh, your boy Barkley's been caught out late at night and talking about where he was headed. So I mean, yeah. hey, you know, oh, I'm, know not gonna, I'm not going to—I'm not going to give anybody a hard time. Um, just trying to break, just trying to break a bad streak. Hey, it's, man. it's, uh, Sorry. it's a, what was Bull Durham? You never mess with a streak. <laughs> That's it. That's it. If he if he thinks he's pitching well because he's getting some or because he isn't getting some, then he is, and you should know that. Um, your yard should be getting something right now from Sanders Ground Essentials. Twenty years in the business, Kent and Kyle are celebrating this year, and they want to celebrate with you. They want to get to know you. They want to make sure that your lawn is the envy of your neighborhood. It's a simple phone call away, folks. 501-315-9395. and their website, SandersGround.com. You can also find them and like them on Facebook and. They want to come and visit you in Central Arkansas, make sure your lawn is getting what it needs. This is at a critical time of the year, too, to make sure that the pre-emergent that needs to be going on your lawn is getting applied properly. They'll also do a soil analysis and send it off to the University of Arkansas, make sure that your lawn, because not all lawns are the same, is going to get exactly what it needs to be fed properly and be nice and strong when the late spring and then summer months roll around so your lawn can look at best at the most important time. Get them. Working for you today, sandersground.com. Also ask about mosquito treatments, tree and shrub program, and fire ant treatments. It's Sanders Ground Essentials. Back in a sec, Dr. Richard Davenport about some recruiting after this. Back in the zone. Glad you're with us. Watch some more Joe Klein talking about some Corky's chicken. Did us some wings upright today, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's good stuff. Little, little barbecue wings, a little garlic parmesan. Got our chicken mushroom melt, which is a dollar off today, all chicken sandwiches. And just, you know, we got – we got catering, uh, we got party rooms, we got drive-through, we got delivery, bulk orders. No, no order is you – know, we, can, we can accommodate as many people as you got for a great price on our catering, on our bulk order deliveries, and our drive-through is always kicking. We got party rooms that are, that are just the perfect size for a nice intimate party, up to 60 people. So we can, we can do it however you want to do it. Just give us a call at 954-7427 or 753-3737 in North Little Rock, and we'll take care of you. Richard Davenport's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. RD, welcome into the show. You hungry now? 
Yeah, I, I've been told I'm going to be getting a, a call and an invite up uh, one day to would go bring some food. But, you know, I'm still waiting on that. I, mean, I don't I know, man. Well, you want me to deliver it up there, Richard? What do you? What do you? I mean, well, I, I'll I mean, we deliver, address. but that's I'll a text l- you my address. <laughs> Google. Yeah. <laughs> RD, our, all good. our question of the day. Let me start there. Razorback baseball team lost its fourth straight game yesterday, and now three in a row. Are you are you concerned about this baseball team? You know, I, yeah, I, I would be a little concerned. Just, uh, just the, the, the hitting's not there. I mean, they're leaving so many guys on base. Uh, the pitching is uh, kind of struggling. I mean, mid, I mean, you, you're, 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 your midweek guys are guys that you're hoping that will push some of your uh, weekend guys, and, and and you know they'll be coming out of the bullpen, and now they're you know they're struggling. So uh, you know, yeah, I, I think there is a reason to, to be concerned. Well, they got a uh, three-game series against South Alabama this weekend, and a chance to turn it around. The uh, non-the conference play will be here before you start, before you know it. And I think this is a pretty important series, even though it's South Alabama to turn things around. You want to start at least get that winning feeling back and start getting some key hits. But to see Casey Martin hitting the ball yesterday, I think that was the brightest the sign that I saw because. If that lingers on and lingers on, then you have an issue. But now all of a sudden that lineup starts getting a little deeper and get Casey Martin back, that's huge. Well, speaking of huge, there's this big-time player up in uh, – is he still in Fayetteville, the quarterback for 2021? I have seen all kinds of tweets about this guy. No, Caden uh, uh, Salters, uh, he visited on Monday. He had a very, very, really good visit. Uh, really connected well or – He's had a long, he's had a, a, a relationship with Kendall Browse since he was a freshman. So they've uh, they've they've known one another uh, since then, and uh, they just have a very good connection. And uh, he, he's already planning to make a, an, an official visit to Arkansas so, since uh, uh, since then. So uh, uh, he just raved about the visit and uh, the people there, Coach Pittman, and just. Uh, just the facilities and everything, so it was uh, it was uh, two thumbs up uh, as far as the visit. What kind of a quarterback is Salters? Yeah, he's a dual threat guy, and uh, you know you look at uh, what Browse has done in the past, and you're you're a guy that says you know, and he says, "Hey, here's the keys to the offense. Uh, uh, go run it." I mean, it, it's very appealing, obviously. Where does he play? Uh, Cedar Hill, Cedar Hill, Texas. Yeah, where is that? Is that Dallas area? Yeah, Dallas Fort Worth area. Oh, okay. That's the powerhouse of the of the program, but they're always they're always good. So is he uh, like a four star, five stars? He have the potential to be one of the top quarterbacks in the twenty twenty one class. Yeah, most people have him as a four stars. Uh, one one service has him as the number one quarterback in Texas. Uh, so uh, yeah, he's uh, you know if you're if you're looking. Just based uh, solely on that, uh, he's, he's legit. But uh, he's, you know, he, he's he's got all the tools that you're looking for. Who's next on their radar as far as a, a visit? Someone they'll be hosting? Well, they, they they're hosting a bunch of kids on Saturday. It'll be uh, like the second time they've had uh, like a junior day, uh, February first, the first time they had uh, around 40, 50 kids, and I suspect it's probably going to be about the same. Uh, Javon Hunt, a four-star defensive end from Murfreesboro, uh, Tennessee, will be there. Uh, and uh, we, we talked about it uh, a 
favorite uh, linebacker, DJ uh, Arkansas, will be there. Uh, uh, Cole uh, Carson, a uh, offensive lineman from uh, from Texas, will be there. Who's starting to blow up now? Arkansas was the first SEC school to offer him, and uh, Auburn just recently offered him. So, but uh, good, 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 impressive list of kids uh, coming in so far. Are these just uh, nation, national kids, or are there some state kids coming for the junior day? Yeah, you're going to have uh, some in-state guys. Hunter, Hunter Smith from uh, Joe T. Robinson will be there, uh, several others. But uh, it'll be a mixture, but uh, it'll be uh, it'll be mostly uh, out-of-state guys. Is there a consensus number one recruit in the state of Arkansas for 2021? Woo, uh, 2021's uh, pretty, uh, you know, pretty solid. Obviously, you got Terry Wells, who's committed to Arkansas, the offensive lineman from uh, Wynn, 6'4", about uh, – uh, six four, six five, about uh, uh, close to around three hundred pounds. Uh, and then you got Aaron uh, Outley from uh, Little Rock Parkview, the tight end, who I think. Uh, I mean, he's 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 starting to blow up. I think he's definitely a national guy, Florida State, and everybody's coming after him. He's 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 lining up some visits for, for uh, the next uh, month or two. But and he, he visited Arkansas February the first, but. Uh, uh, the 2021 class is, a, uh, is a, an impressive class, but the 2022 class could be one of the better ones I think uh, Arkansas has seen in, in quite some time. That, that, that class looks looks to be loaded. You already have several guys have uh, uh, offers from Arkansas, but uh, I think there's a lot of them that uh, you know right now are, are in the development stages, and uh, you know definitely on Arkansas's radar. Richard, the state basketball tournament started yesterday for some of the smaller classifications. Today, the 6A starts in Bryant. Who were the players for fans going to these state tournaments, whether you're in Bryant or Russellville or somewhere else? Who are the, the key players to keep an eye on to go and see that's you know worth your time, worth the price of admission? Yeah, Jalen Williams, uh, obviously, uh, uh, Arkansas commitment. Uh, and you got uh, two, two girls uh, – that uh, Arkansas is uh, recruiting uh, you got Jersey uh, Wolf Barger Wolf and Barger Wolf and Barger and and, uh, and oh gosh the girl from uh, Bentonville I wrote about uh, <laughs> geez, uh, forgot her name but anyway she's a 2021 uh, uh, big girl six four uh, but uh, then you get Brian's got the uh, Brian's got a good solid team uh, I, I really like. Uh, like several guys on that uh, on that squad, but uh, now it looks like a you know a good good uh, you know good event to, to attend if you're if you're a Razorback fan. You get to see some uh, future uh, maybe some future uh, lady Razorbacks and obviously a future big man. Bryant has a you guard. About, uh, Go ahead, Justin. Sorry, Rich. I was to say, uh, is it Dowda the big the big the post player for Bentonville? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, we saw her play because Wesley. We did the uh, title games last year. Got a chance mm-hmm. to see Wolfenbarger, who was fantastic, and then also Bentonville's post player was outstanding as well. Mm-hmm. So saw both of them play last year in the tournament. So yeah, go ahead. Sorry, the Bryant guard. He's a he's a junior. Cam Jordan. He's a thicker guard. Not thick. He, he's just stronger. You can tell he's well built. I mean, I'm 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 texting Buck James saying, dude, he needs to be a safety or corner for you. Maybe a running back. This guy's a player. But I like him on the basketball court. Is is he getting some mid major, high major looks? He's he's definitely on the radar. I've heard his name mentioned a few times, but 
I don't have the I don't I don't know the exact schools that are looking at him, but I know he's on on, on the radar of several schools. Yeah, they they need to get him on the radar. He's good. He's a Mason Jones type almost. Yeah, he, he may not be as tall as Mason. He may only be six fit. two. He's, he's, he's he reminds yeah. He's got, yep. a, he's got a he's got a decent handle. I mean, his handle could be a little better, but he can shoot it. And I mean, uh, you know, those three those those three attributes. He's got he's got a good frame. Uh, he's not. You're not short by any means, and he can he can really stroke it. You can get his ball handling better. His shooting can get better, and you know he's already strong uh, and physical. So I mean, he's he's I think he's from a body standpoint, he's college ready. I mean, especially mid major, I think his body's really yeah. ready mid major. Uh, I think some of his passing, dribbling, little bit of ball decision, things like that need to be refined. But, I mean, that's with every freshman. I mean, you could say that about every freshman. They're fun to watch. And I'll tell you another team that's fun, and that's a, it's a no-brainer with North Little Rock ranked number one in the state, and they won the 6A Central. But Akel Ware, I went and watched them again the other night, Joe, and I can see his confidence. Just It's starting to take off. And, and from the beginning of the season when I watched him playing, I was just like, well, he's just a, a big young kid. Now I'm, I'm I'm starting to see him just blossom in front of my eyes this season. He he was dominant at times. He, they said he only had nine blocks, and I promise you, he had nine when I was there. Yeah. Uh, maybe he didn't get a finger on it, but <laughs> only, only nine. Yeah, only nine. He already <laughs> had a triple double. But Kel Elware, sophomore, only a sophomore, and he's got one of those frames. Yeah. You can tell in two years he's going to be a beast. And then the freshman Bryson Warren, both have Arkansas offers. Those guys. Hey, they're worth going to watch. Where it reminds me so much of uh, Jalen Williams. I mean, they're different, but I remember watching Jalen Williams as a sophomore kind of going, eh, maybe. Eh, you know. And uh, I think he's a little a little more advanced mm-hmm. than Jalen is, but then that, that jump to his junior year and you go, oh, I see it now. And then the jump from junior to senior year, again, if he continues on that on that trek, as, as I, I know he will with, with Johnny, I mean – Johnny's going to work him, at, you know. That then, I mean, it's he's he's going to be, he's going to be. We need to get him out of six A Central, so the Catholic don't have to mess. <laughs> we got to find a way to. We got to we got to we got to get him out of here somehow. <laughs> Richard, does Jonesboro have any players? I saw they upset Russellville last night in the uh, and and I don't call it an upset, but it was a four C beating a one C. But uh, we all know what a coach West Swift is. But does Jonesboro have? Any prospects or anybody that's being recruited? Uh, you know, I think uh, not, not high D one that I know of, uh, but uh, I, I, like you said, Coach Swift's always going to have a solid, uh, solid team, and and they beat a good Russellville team uh, who, who has some talent. So, uh, but uh, it's not surprising. Jonesboro, year in and year out, is uh, one of the best programs in the state, no doubt. Uh, and I love you always write this under the radar column. Is there anyone under the radar basketball wise, small school or uh, big school, whoever that yeah, that's kind of blowing up? Maybe has the potential. Well, I uh, wrote about Freddie Hicks today, the uh, guard from uh, Cersei, at six five, two hundred ten pounds. Player. Good player. Who uh, you know, West Swift even uh, mentioned uh, you know, below uh, the tweet saying he's a really good, really good player and. Uh, I, you know, in talking to people, man, I just think that uh, sometimes uh, kids are overlooked, and I think he's truly under the radar. He's got uh, Harding and Kansas City, Missouri uh, offers and some other schools looking at him, but I, I, 
talking to people, several people think that he's a D one guy. He's got you the know, size. Kind of, I mean, he's got he's he's kind of like uh, a bigger version of the uh, kid from uh, Bryant that we just talked about. I mean, Cam uh, Jordan, Ken Jordan. I mean, uh, I mean, he's he's a little taller, but again, a good frame, uh, good shooter. I mean, again, just needs to be refined and worked with a little bit. But again, that frame is there. The ability to shoot the ball is there. I mean, he's. I mean, we we played him really early in the year, and uh, when I was with Catholic, and I, he was very impressive, very impressive player. Um, Richard, I just got a text. Uh, what about Caleb Campbell out of Hot Springs? Uh, I'm uh, if Hot Springs makes it to the finals again, uh, that's another kid I want to watch, and I've heard a lot about him. Yeah, he, him and uh, Jabari West also. Jabari, the six eight, twenty twenty two forward uh, for Hot Springs. That uh, uh, they, they definitely got some talent there. They they uh, beat Parkview last night. And, uh, yeah, I've been hearing good things about uh, uh, him too. But uh, the Jabari kid's also another one to take a look at. Are you going anywhere for the finals or uh, uh, for the state tournament? Uh, look, and looking at the schedule, I and mean, then obviously the schedule looks good for Bryant today. So I might not might be able to get out there. I'm not sure. Well, enjoy the time, RD. Hey, RD, I got a question for you. The girl at Fayetteville, the McDonald's All American. Yeah, go for it. Where, where's she going? Oregon State. She committed and signed the, in in, uh, now, in I mean, November. I mean, uh, and again, I mean, you can't get them all if you're Arkansas. And I, I'm not. Yeah, you buy, can. I'm not buying it. But I mean, just wanting to get away from home or. Just, uh, yeah, I think that was really the main thing. She was born and she's kind of raised in Fayetteville and just uh, kind of wanted to, to venture out. I think that was the that, that was the key. I think the family was hoping that she would stay close, but. Uh, she wanted to uh, kind of spread her wings a little sounds bit. Sounds like sounds like my family. We'd really like you to stay at home. Ah, going to Oregon. Your dad would really can. like you to stay home so he could be close to you. Well, Dad, I've made my decision. I'm going to Corvallis, Oregon. Okay, all right. I know where I stand. <laughs> we, we, Justin and I. We remember the, we had the intern. She was uh, the walk on for uh, Grace. And she told yep. us. She told us straight up. They knew she wasn't coming. That she told them she wanted. She wanted to get out of Fayetteville. Yeah. She wanted to go off yeah. to go to school. And and like you said, you know, branch her wings and or branch the, and get out and right. and experience life somewhere else. I mean that that happens. Branch, all the time. branch, I was just, uh, branch, get out. branch. I was just curious. Leave, branch, leave. Yeah, she wants to go out there and break all of uh, UNESCO's records. Ooh, she go to Oregon, Oregon State, yeah, Oregon, Oregon State. State, Oregon State. Oh, Oregon State. Okay. Yeah, good okay. luck. She wanted to spread her branches. Corvallis, and I was like, so spread her wings and fly yeah. away. Spread her branches. Yeah, well, don't make any Oregon State uh, mascot jokes. We just need to move on. All right, Richard, thank you, buddy. We appreciate you, and uh, we'll catch up next week. All right, man. See you guys. Later. See you right, Thank you. Yep. Uh, all right. So we need to hit a timeout. Oh, nice yeah, song. You like that? Nice song. It's a great song for Guatney. Little, little Bill Withers there. Do you know March's truck month? Yeah. The 2020 Chevy Silverado is part of their truck month. 0% financing for 72 months. And you get a $500 cash allowance when you finance with GM Financial. How did I get all these details? Well, it's simple. I went to GuatneyChevrolet.com. You can see all of their deals right there on their website. Chevy Tahoe. How about that? A 2020 Chevy Tahoe. $3,000 cash allowance on that. The Suburban, the same deal. $3,000 cash allowance. 
And don't forget about the 2019 sell down. There are a few 2019 still on the lot, and they want to get them off the lot. So what happens when they want to get rid of a car? They give you great deals. You can take advantage of that right now by going to Guatney Chevrolet. Go to GuatneyChevrolet.com first, find the car you want, and then go on out to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. They're ready to make a deal. 2019 sell down. Big Joe in the house. It's 10:53. Short segment coming up. Appreciate Richard Davenport. That was very insightful. And West, the stars of tomorrow, playing on the high school courts of today. Oh. Joe, it's good to uh, get your perspective on that, too. Obviously, a couple of people got your attention this year facing them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean the Little Rock, I mean, Central basketball, Central Arkansas basketball is great. I mean, Central's got a lot of good players. Uh, we even talk about yeah. the job Brian Ross yeah, has done at Little Rock Central. Phenomenal. And, I mean, Cabot had a little – you know, controversy this year, but they're strong and, and they really bounce back. And, uh, you know, Brian is, is, is Brian. I mean, they, they've got a trick. I mean, Brian has a team that they, they could win it all. I mean, they, they, they got shooters and they got guard play that if they get, if they get the tempo right and get it going and start making shots, I mean, they, they are a problem. And then Conway's good. I mean, and, and didn't Conway end up with the six seed, yeah, the last seed? How would you like to be the three seed out of the West? Right. And that's your first I mean, playoff that, game. That's a, that's a good team right there. And so, I mean, then you know, you don't even have to bring up North Little Rock. I mean, the power that they are. So, I mean, and then, right? I mean, I'm not familiar with what's going on in the West, but then you know, you start, you know, Hot Springs, Cersei. I mean, there's just so many. I mean, the the high school tournament. Whenever I can, I, I really try to get down there and. and I, it's a really – I've been able to do it a couple times just to sit in the stands and just watch four or five games, and it's one of the things I really, really enjoy doing. Joe, um, yesterday, and it was almost, I hate to say this, predictable, but the way that you know Little Rock celebrated their regular season championship the other day, for them to go on the road against a good Georgia State team and fall flat was not a shock, I don't think. You've already secured it, and it's easy to say, hey, we want to keep this streak alive, we want to keep playing well. Um, but they go and get smacked 89-70. to And then on the Arkansas State side, they finally broke their long losing streak. That was a good win for them yesterday. Georgia Southern on the road, 76-75. They were on the road, right, Wes? Was that, yes, they were. They over yes. there? Weren't they on the road? Yeah. Yes. So, anyway, want to congratulate them for breaking their streak. They'll be headed to the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, too. And I guess we get matchups all set now, Wes. I haven't seen a bracket yet of you. Yeah, I, I have the uh, the bracket from the Sunbelt. They mailed it out last night um, after the last games were were completed, and it's a uh, it's it's a funny looking bracket. But it's not your typical bracket. How you know you you got four teams here and four teams here. It it's two, and then two, these two games they move on to play two more games, and then the two games, and it's a long skinny bracket. Uh, but it all starts on Saturday, Arkansas State plays at Louisiana Lafayette. So that's a, I think that's a good matchup, and you're playing at, at Louisiana. Uh, Coastal Carolina plays at Texas Arlington. Now, if Arkansas State wins their game against Louisiana Lafayette, they'll go to Georgia Southern next. And that's Again, one, the team uh, they just played. The team beat. they just beat. One day to travel. So you play Saturday, then you travel on Sunday, you play on Monday against Georgia Southern. If you win that game, you travel on Tuesday, and then they would play Georgia State. So a short travel distance for them. So that's the good news for Arkansas State. Now get this. Now that, that would be at New Orleans, all right? No, 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 no. All who's on the road. Who's the, all on the road. Who's the two seed? The two seed is South Alabama. South they Al- beat oh. Texas State last okay. night okay. to clinch that two seed. Okay. Now get this. Listen to this. Coastal Carolina plays at Texas Arlington on Saturday. Whoever wins that game travels 
to play Appalachian State. Oh, good grief. So you got one day to travel from Texas Arlington to Appalachian State. The winner of that game, Justin, plays Texas State and San Marcos. So you could have Coastal Carolina or Texas Arlington, whoever wins that game, go all the way to the East Coast to play Appalachian State. If they win that game, then they come all the way back and play Texas State and San Marcos. The good news is because of the stupidity of this, it's only going to last one year. They announced yesterday that they're going to move the tournament to Pensacola, and whether or not that makes sense, they're inviting all the teams, and so everybody will be at one side again, which is what was so successful about Hot Springs. You know your teams in the tournament. You can make plans to go, especially for a place like Pensacola, which is going to be a good time of year to be down there. But it is asking an awful lot, and to me it's too significant of an advantage for a seven seed to potentially win a game and then have to travel across the country in one day. And Which, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Joe, you know this. In that league, and oh. really most leagues, you're traveling in one day anyway the day before the right. game. So that's not huge other than the fact that you just played a game. And then you're, you're going on the road, and then you'd have to potentially come back. It's just too much of an well, advantage let's, for let's a six seed talk, over a potentially seven seed. And let's not talk about the financial implications oh, because you, you I mean, can't you about, gotta charter this or you gotta yeah, fly yeah. You, there's you, no bus talking about you know stress i mean these schools aren't aren't loaded with money and so to do this knowing that going into it by the Sun Belt is you know well i wonder if the Sun Belt's helping joe because well i well, hope they set this up well maybe i hope so because you can't you can't yeah, you can't so. make you can't make uh, commercial plans because you don't know right. if you're flying or not well, you're not i hope if, if, that, if that's the case then i rescind my you know, I would hope that they're well, and, and my complaint yesterday was it's so dumb to move the tournament to Pensacola. Then I found out they were inviting all the teams, and you could actually make plans to go because that was one of the things we heard about from teams previously, and at least they fixed that part of it.